What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today is Kirk Wagner, an expert on psychology, men's dating coach, and advisor to couples and singles on marriage, love, intimacy, and more. Kirk has spent decades studying the works of relationship and marriage experts, such as Emerson Egerich, author of Love and Respect, and other top authors, speakers, and thought leaders in the relationship and marriage space. Kirk has helped many individuals and spouses on understanding the concepts of love, healthy masculinity, femininity, and how this generation of men and women can tap back into who they were meant to be. Kirk, welcome to the show, brother. No, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So uh, the first question I want to kind of talk about or kind of topic I want to focus on is dating. Okay. So what do you see as the common mistakes, the most common mistakes you see men or boys kind of making when they're going out there dating or trying to date women? Men are afraid to like what they like, want what they want, and ask for what they want. Yeah, they are were raised in a culture that has been told that masculinity is toxic, and that you shouldn't want what you want, and shame on you for doing that. And we've got a generation of women crying out for men to be men. Yeah, what what do you what would it look like? Kind of what do you think it looks like when a man is asking a woman out, not kind of expressing what he's wanting versus what would it actually look like if you were to kind of ask her out in a healthy masculine way? That's a good question. So how would it, how would it look if a man is asking a woman out in an unhealthy? Yeah. 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 Like what, like how are men, like I, cause I've done some of this coaching too, where I'm talking to a guy and I'm, Oh yeah, yeah. I like this girl in my building. So um, I found her on Instagram and I've been, text you know direct messaging her and you know i messaged her if she maybe wanted to you know hang out sometime versus like you know kind of what you would recommend so be direct yeah be direct go and just tell the girl hey you caught my eye you you, you've triggered my interest i'd like to take you out and get to know you how's tuesday at five that's it don't go with this oh oh maybe i'll take you out sometime would you be interested when you give the option of weakness, the woman is always going to assume that you're weak. Yeah. Uh, it would be better to be rejected for being your authentic self because you're doing yourself a favor of not having to uh, find out three weeks, three months down the line that you're not a good match. Be who you are. Yeah, man. It's, it's just so funny. Kind of when I first learned like this whole concept of being direct, I, it was actually, um, I heard someone speaking about this and he said, okay. And then when you confirm it, you say, it's a date, I'll see you then. And I feel like there's, I, what do you think it is that kind of holds men back from kind of being clear with women? What do you think's kind of blocking that? Well, this may not be the direct answer to that ex- explicit question, but it's going to help explain a lot. Yeah. Uh, if you ask a woman what she's looking for in a man, nine times out of 10, she'll describe another woman. <laughs> but then that's not the guy that they find attractive. That's not the guy they go after. Uh, so in it goes directly against what culture, what your romantic comedy movies, all of these things that uh, the culture is telling men, even their mothers, is telling men how they should be when they grow up and how they should approach women. It, it flies right in the face of what an actual attractive man looks like to a woman. She wants a man who is going to be direct and say, hey, I like you, I think. I want to take you out and get to know and confirm that, you know, Hey, you've caught my interest. I had to come over and meet you before I left because I I saw you and I'm interested in you. I would like to take you out on a date. Are you free Thursday Yeah. versus 
you know, maybe sort of, kind of, we could go out if you're okay with that. That's just, <laughs> if that, you're okay with that. Yeah. It just doesn't appeal to a woman. It, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's weird how men we fantasize about a woman being coming, coming up to us and just being direct. Like, Hey, I think you're hot. I really want to go out with you. And we don't think that that works the exact same way. Right. Women want to be approached in authentic, in authentic ways. Whether they reject you or not doesn't matter. They're going to respect you for being direct. They will yeah. actually give you a nicer answer. Even No doesn't have to be mean. Oftentimes, women will be vague because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But if you go up there knowing, hey, I've got nothing to lose. I have no information about this woman. If I go and I ask her, hey, would you like to go out on a date? And she says, no, I've lost nothing. If mm. I don't ask, now I have, oh, shoot, maybe I should have. What if I had? you got all that going on in your head. Don't be afraid. You know, I, I always have this thing, uh, don't be a guy, be a man. The, be world, the world is full of guys. Yeah. And women are complaining about guys, not men. And unhealthy women label men as toxic and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, there's, there's a-holes yeah, in, in every... Well, it's not, sex, it's not, it's cream, not, all yeah, that stuff. It's we're not, not talking about that. Yeah, we're yeah, talking about sure. just be confident. And if you can't be confident in who you are, then you need to work on yourself. And that comes from reading healthy books on masculinity. Yep. Um, it's that one book. Um, I was just looking at it the other night going, I need to read that book again. Um, and it's, uh, it's like the untethered soul or something like that. Yeah, no so worries. Really we can, I, and I've talked about kind of different resources okay. like, uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy is one that I like. And uh, yeah, Dr. Robert Glover had him on the show too. But uh, kind of the next question I want to ask is same question as it applies to women. So obviously, you know, it sounds like some of the most common mistakes men are making when dating are sort of being too soft, being unclear, being indirect. What are some of the common mistakes you see women um kind of making in that early like oh i want to ask someone out or just kind of trying to flirt or kind of like pursue someone or be pursued i get a lot of young ladies ask me this all the time how do i get a guy to ask me out they don't think that they have any kind of role in getting the guy's attention but if you look in nature the like a bird the birds the the male bird's over there building a a, a suitable nest and he's dancing around but the girl bird comes around and makes herself seen and known to that bird before he starts doing his little dances and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, back in the old days, they would have the drop the handkerchief thing in the, in the French culture where the woman would walk by a guy and drop her handkerchief in front of him, look at him and then walk away. And that was her invitation to say, I am open to you asking me yeah. out. Yeah. And so, you know, most of my interactions are with uh, girls at church um, who are asking me, how do I get these guys to ask me out? And I just tell them, we'll go up and talk to them and say, hey, I've known you for a while. How come we haven't ever spent, uh, how come we ever uh, spent time talking together? Yeah. That just like, will make just the like, guy go, oh. Yeah. Make, make it easy for the guy, right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're not, you're not being pursued. You're inviting him to pursue you. Yeah. You're making it, oh, I always tell girls, your job is to lay the welcome mat out in front of the door and then stand at the door Yeah, and let the guys know you're welcome to approach me. And, and as he approaches you, that's where the whole double vetting comes on. Now he's, he's looking at you, talking with you. You're seeing if there's that chemistry there that we all want. And if you are interested in going out on a date. Yeah. And dates, be specific. Women are complaining a lot about men being vague. Let's hang out. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, just state your intention. Look, a date is a date. The purpose of dating is to get to know somebody and to see if you want to continue to date for several weeks before you then decide, hey, I want to be boyfriend, girlfriend with you. It's okay to date. That's the whole point. And it's, I know it sucks to be the person that has to say, hey, three dates in, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. Nobody likes rejection and nobody wants to be the rejector, but it's time to pull up your big boy and big girl pants. Because we live in an adult world where you're going to get chewed up, and it gets it, it makes it too easy with online dating and texting to not yeah. interact with another human being. You need to put the voice 
to the breakup so that you, the person can see, okay, they're not being mean. Because if you read a text and you just had some bad news, it doesn't matter what that text says. You're going to hear it in the next text. So be a man, step up, you know, call the girl or be a lady, don't be a girl, be a woman and say, hey, I've enjoyed going on dates with you, but I just am not feeling what I think you enjoy. Yeah. It's okay to express what you want. So be polite. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you like same thing. So if a man kind of isn't feeling it or whatever with a woman call her, right. Do you think that's the case for like, even if you go on one, only one date, that's my personal standard. Yeah. If I, because see, I don't like to ask people out on a date through text either. Yeah, you for know, sure. Oh, I'm, definitely. I'm going to have a conversation. So I've already established that. Um, I can talk with you on the phone. I went out on a date with you. I talk with you. Why would I not be courteous to you as another human being and call you up? I mean, before phones, we had to do it in person or you, you know, or you saw the person in town later on. Like, why didn't you talk to me? You, you had to go imagine go having to go back, ride your horse over to somebody's house back in the day yeah. and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to go out on a date with you anymore. Well, yeah. so oh. I just watched American underdog, which is the Kurt Warner NFL story. And he, um, he met the, his Brenda, his wife of like many decades now, um, out at a bar, friends dragged him out and he was talking to her. She wouldn't even tell him her name. He finally gets her name, somehow figures out her address. And as they're leaving the bar that night, he says to her, I want to see you again, blah, blah. She goes, don't bother. I'm a single mom. I have two kids. Leave me alone. Somehow he figured out where she lived and he showed up at the house the next day with a flower and to meet her kids. Wow. You know, talk about that versus the Instagram app, fear of intimacy that's, stuff we have today. That's healthy masculinity. Exactly. That's owning yourself and owning who you are and not being afraid to say, hey, I'm going to go after what I want. You're valuable enough to me for me to honor as a human being. Yeah. No. If, yeah. if we wake up every day and we make it our mission to treat every single person we come in contact with as the best and most important human being on earth, you will reap benefits for the rest of your life. If you just make it your goal, I want to touch every person with the best part of who I am yeah. in whatever transaction I have with them, then I've, I've had a successful. I was going to say two things that I feel like you talk about a lot <clears throat> that are powerful for people to hear. One is you constantly talk about, well, let's just do it one at a time. First one is you talk about having fun, you know, Dating for a lot of men I've seen out there is stressful, anxiety ridden, um, pressured. Uh, what? Let me think about what she wants to do. Let me kind of people please versus thinking about like, what would make me happy? What would I enjoy doing kind of regardless? What's kind of me living a good life and inviting someone? Obviously, I'm going to be respectful of her desires also. Yeah. But how do you make dating less kind of like of a task or like a pleasing thing and more fun? Well, you have to remember, you're as a man, you're inviting someone to come in and, and be a part of your life. Yeah. Men are taking on the role. If you're a traditional man, you're taking on the role of, okay, I'm going to be the protector, the provider. I'm going to set the tone and the atmosphere for the home that I live in. I want to invite a woman into my life with me. So I should probably invite her to do things that I like to do. Uh, so if you like to go on hikes, then invite her out on a hike. If you like to go to sushi, then take her to sushi. If you are like me and you like bowling or miniature golf or shooting or any such activity like that, invite a woman to, to go with you to do that kind of stuff. If she doesn't want to, then why would you want to force yourself to be something to win somebody who's not going to like who you are once they get to know you? Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's uh a waste of her time and it's not respecting yourself. You need to respect yourself so if you don't know and haven't established your own boundaries and your own frame as a man, how can you expect somebody to love and respect who you are if you don't love and respect who you are yourself? You need to be confident with, look, this is my sandbox. This is where I build my sandcastle, and this is where I choose to play. I'm inviting you to come into my sandbox. It's not okay for you to kick the sand all out of my sandbox. Yeah. And as you build a relationship, you can expand the borders of your sandbox. You can start adopting things that she likes to do, her, you. I'm not saying that your life has to be nothing but do whatever you want to do because all men want to have their woman be pleased with them. And so they right. will do things that 
don't necessarily like going to the museum, but I really like how she enjoys going to the museum and I enjoy the look on her face and how excited she gets about these colors that I'm like, dope. What the heck is that? I don't understand what that even <laughs> is, but I like the reaction that I, that you have when yeah. you see these silly, cool things that you like. Therefore I do things with you because I enjoy doing stuff with you. Yeah. And so there is some give and take. Yes. But you know, cause we're talking in broad strokes here. I don't want anybody to think, Oh, that's just, that's toxic masculinity. No. Healthy masculinity is making the right kind of bending, so to speak, and allowing your allowing yourself to be expanded by the things that the other person likes too. But it starts with you first saying, these are the things that I like to do, kind of things that I'm never going to give up. And so I want to invite you to do them. And if you like doing them with me, I want to continue to invite you to do things that I like to do. Yeah. Uh, and over time, you'll both spill over into and expand a sandbox together so to speak Love the sandbox yeah no it's it's good um when you look at kind of the other side of the coin right like a healthy feminine woman what is like appropriate in terms of like kind of letting the man lead but also kind of like not being too passive like how should the woman kind of think about this let's say you know first kind of month uh guys taking the lead you know but maybe the woman feels like oh he's just kind of calling all the shots like how you know how could a woman kind of like not lead necessarily everything but be very involved like what where's the kind of balance there for the woman asking a lot of stuff to unpack in a real quick answer so you, you again, have uh four words <laughs> so the premise always starts out with is that you need to know who you are because what you want to do is create polarity. So if you're a really masculine dude, you are going to naturally be attracted to very feminine women. Yeah. A very feminine woman will be attracted to a healthy masculine man. Yeah. And therefore, when a man knows who he is and he's operating in his healthy masculine, everything about the healthy feminine wants to surrender to his masculinity. Yeah. The femininity is designed to be penetrated by the masculine in every way, shape, or form. Um, and so if you're not a, a super masculine man, then your polarity is going to be a woman who's a little, a little bit more masculine. A little bit more, yeah, a little exactly. bit of both, yeah. Well, and, and I just want to say, there's like nothing wrong with whatever exactly. sort of spectrum you're on. Um, I know some couples, I'm not like super close, but I've seen healthy marriages between even the man being more feminine mm -hmm. and the woman being more the leader. Yes, you know? correct. So back to your original question. So yeah. if you know... Who you are as a person, you're going to attract the right, the correct polarity. So if you're a if you're a gal that's like wanting this guy to notice you, then you do feminine things to attract him. You make yourself known, and we the girls do these, some of these things without even thinking about it. They play with their hair, they go stand by him, they laugh at his jokes, they touch his arm when he says something funny. You do those kind of things to get a guy's attention. If he's not reciprocating, um, your last hail mary is to do something like. Hey, Brendan, we've known each other for like five months now. How come we've never like, you know, sat down and chatted? How yeah, that's never... good. Cause you're still not asking him on a date. Exactly. But you're coming like closer to that. It's, line. it's like the hail Mary. Like, you know what? Some dudes, they just are shy. They're just not seeing it. They're not noticing it. They don't know what he's got going on. And he might be so focused on his career that women are just not in his radar. And now you're throwing yourself in his radar by saying, Hey, we've known each other for a while. How come we've never chatted and had coffee or something? Yeah. Now, if, if he still is like, I don't know, because I'm, you know, focused on my mission and yada, yada, yada. Well, then that's that's your cue to say, OK, I need to I need to cast my vision elsewhere as a woman. Yeah. And see if there's another man out there that catches my eye because that's just not it's just not it's not the match. Yeah, no, that's good. And it's not to say that six months down the line, he might come back around and go, you know, I, I've, I've got some stuff done in my life now. And now I've noticed you and like, hey, hubba hubba, let's go out on a date. Yeah, no, that's good. So, uh, you know, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, sort of staying on the dating realm, but you've obviously worked with and seen a lot of different types of marriages, you know, some healthy ones, some not so healthy ones. And, you know, to sort of like loop that, what you've seen there into the dating scene, what would you say some of those couples who may be married and like kind of really struggling or challenged um, could have avoided maybe like partner selection, doing it differently, red flags, they painted green. You know, what are the kind of key things you've learned from seeing some of the broken marriages that could have been avoided either through kind of personal work first or kind of looking for different things? Well, I would always say 
personal work first is going to be the best. If you have a good, healthy sense of who you are, you're going, you're, and you know, these are my, these are my boundaries. So yeah. when somebody comes around, they call them red flags. I call it kicking sand around in my sandbox. If somebody comes around kicking sand or has a red flag, I'm going to notice it. I'm going to say, whoa, this is not acceptable. And yeah. so you avoid getting into a relationship if you're healthy. However, if you find yourself uh, in a situation where maybe your marriage has got some struggles and, and uh, you're trying to work it out, self-work again is the key. You can only improve yourself. So you need to find out, first of all, because you only have control over yourself. I tell, yeah. you know, I, I'm coaching a couple of different couples right now, and uh, I always tell them, look, your responsibility is to focus on being the best version of you and work on making yourself better, regardless of how the other person does. Because marriage, I think we need to get our mind back around what marriage is. Marriage is not about being happy. Marriage is about serving and loving someone else yes. unconditionally. Yep. Men need respect like they need oxygen. Women need love like they need oxygen. You can go on a fast for you know multiple days without food and be fine. For a man, his food is love. For a woman, her food is respect. Right. Love, however, is water to a woman, and respect is water to a man. Yeah. So you have to give respect to your man unconditionally. It doesn't matter if he has to earn it. If flip that around, I will give her love when she earns it. Yeah. That's a horrible. You would get castrated and castigated out of your society if you were to go around preaching that. But women will all day long say, "Yeah, I'll only give him respect." He's he not earns. worthy of respect. Yeah, you need to find something that you can focus on to respect. And what that does is that uh, that that causes a man's insides to well up and want to do more loving things. Give more love. Yeah, exactly. it's, a, it's a cycle. And you know, from the book "Love and Respect," he talks about kind of like just someone go first. You know, exactly. either find something to respect in him or man, find something to love in her. And then you kind of get that wheel moving again. Exactly. Yeah. And you need to, you need to just remember, uh, you know, whether you, whether you believe in the Bible or not, the Bible's got a lot of really good advice in it. And yeah. in Ephesians chapter four, the last verse before it gets into the marriage chapter, the last verse says, submit to one another as unto the Lord. Yeah. And the idea here is the husband is submitting to the wife's needs and loving her the way that she needs to be loved and not the way that he wants to be loved. And she is doing the same thing. And as you're both constantly submitting yourself unto the other and saying, okay, his love languages are this. Or, okay, her love languages are this. And yeah. you focus on loving them, you end up getting a far more better result than you could ever have asked for because you're both now focused on how do I make it about them and not about me? And then your needs are getting met in the process greater than you probably thought. Yeah, no, that's so good. Here's a question though. It's hard. Oh yeah. Oh, it's very hard. Not, it, it's like the hardest thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the hardest thing. The other thing the Bible yeah. says is love your enemies as you love yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give them the other cheek. You know? Well, half the time your spouse and your children are going to feel like your enemy. hundred percent. Yeah. And, but you have to sort of be strong enough to not play into those feelings and to choose them regardless, choose that, give that love, even when it's super hard. Dying to our selfish selves is the hardest thing. Yes. Ooh, dude, we could do episode multiple episodes just on that one topic. <laughs> But, but here's the thing um, I got to ask you. So, you know, we've talked about sort of like feminized men, like kind of in the context of being a people pleaser. So what is like really servant love look like being kind of giving that love, but, and dying to oneself, which I agree with, but not like, you know, being that sort of overly soft feminized man with no needs, who's just like getting sort of stomped all over by his woman. Yeah. So it's okay to say, Hey, sweetheart, that is not acceptable to talk to me that way. I, I know that you're you're upset about something. So what is what's really the what's really the undertone here? You're this is a, this particular argument is a symptom of something else that we haven't addressed. Yeah, you can you can you can be kind but firm. Yeah. So and, and every woman I ever tell this to at first, their first reaction is wait no, but then they go well, actually yeah they want to be told no. Yeah, They need to know that you cannot be pushed around by them because that brings in that sense of safety. All women want to feel safe emotionally, physically, and spiritually in your presence. Yeah, And so if they know that you are stable, regardless of the storms that they bring, that, that brings peace to them and their storms actually get smaller. 
Yeah. The more violent the storm is, the less safe she feels. You knew that should be a cue for you as a man to go, okay, I'm obviously not doing something to make her feel safe. Yeah. And if you look at life, look at relationships as like women need to play. So boys and girls are pretty much the same uh, physiologically and hormonally up to a certain age. And then puberty kicks in and boys get a surge of testosterone and women do not. And so girls tend to not grow past certain emotional uh, ways of being comforted that men do. If you will remember, hey, my wife, my girlfriend, when she gets upset, her dad, when she was a little girl, would just hug her, say, baby, it's going to be okay, and just comfort her and let her Weather her little emotional storm, let her share. But daddy, sister so and so, and she did that, and Susie down the street. And <laughs> I said, Are you okay, baby? Yeah, daddy, I feel so much better. And he goes, He didn't have to fix it. He just needed to let her emote. Yeah. Men are naturally fixers because we want peace. We don't want to think about the problem. But if you understand that the best way to fix it is just to let her emote it, be there, don't be swayed by it, don't be affected by it negatively, just go, All right. She just needs me to be solid right now. I'm going to be solid. I'm going to be a safety place and she's going to be better. You know, a kayaker in the sea, his job is just to paddle, not stop paddling. Storms are going to come, the waves, the wind, all that kind of stuff. He might even get rolled over by a wave or two. He flips himself up and he just keeps paddling. If you as a man will look at your job in a relationship as I am just not going to be rattled by the, by the emotional storm, the waves will die down and your wife, your girlfriend will feel safe, secure. And, and then automatically she'll start responding in ways that will make you feel more respected yeah. because she will respect you. So you've got to first understand it's all about controlling yourself. You can't control the other person. You control yourself. You control your emotional reaction to other people. And that automatically makes everybody else in the world that sees how you're not emotionally wrecked by everything respect you more and then yeah. you get then things get promoted at work you're getting new friends you're getting all kinds of stuff that come your way because you're simply not rattled and thrown for a loop and unfortunately it's very hard for men to feel like that's normal because we have been taught and programmed from childhood you know in the book um uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy mm -hmm. talks about a lot of Gen X men. It started in the 70s. Yeah, and the with 80s. The, the women were being the heads of the house. Yes, yeah. and the sitcoms and dads are dumb and all these movies, the romantic comedies are all about the guy who is just, I'll give you everything you want, everything you want. And the girl falls in love with him, but that's just not reality. Oh, really? Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood has lied to us for 40 years what healthiness, because right now we have a, a, we have a, a, a generation of women who are most unhappy they've ever been since the 1950s yep. completely more more medicated and completely dissatisfied with life when they've been told that they should be acting like men yeah and men have been told they should act more like women they're all depressed they don't have drive and the women are sick and are fed up with them so you know the the goal is to get back to what does masculinity look like what does femininity look like to you yeah and and adopting the healthiest version Again, yeah. hang on. I just want to go back to something. This is great. Okay. But uh, just to kind of go back to, so what you were saying earlier about the kind of like being the healthy, grounded masculine energy when your woman is emoting or more emotionally volatile. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've learned is kind of as a man to a masculine man to take my emotions and process them with my men. Correct. And, you know, with kind of my God and, and like really just kind of work that out. And then be able to be more of a rock for my wife and kids in that household. Right. Um, anything else you'd kind of recommend to masculine men specifically on how to be more of the emotionally grounded rock, especially if that man has had kind of emotional instability or kind of grew up without those tools or that groundedness earlier in his life? Well, I would say that, again, if you want to have healthy, healthy life, you really need to do some self-work you need i mean what business do you have trying to date and marry somebody if you're not able to handle the problems of life without getting all emotions i mean you're looking at a guy who took care of his wife for 10 years that it took her to die the last four years she was alive i was her personal caretaker while raising twin boys that were 11 by the time she died if i had not been able to 
be stable and figure, okay, life happens in between your plans. You have to deal with life, not your plans. You have to be able to be flexible. You have to be able to move around and adjust to life. If you can't do that, what business do you have getting married? Because women are not designed. The women who live super masculine lives where they're in charge of all the time are miserable. They go home and they're the, way, they're the kind of women who go to gigolos to be dominated by. Yeah. They're, they're, they're seeking this, I, I want to get out of this masculine energy. Right. Uh, so if you don't have the healthy self-identity, it's going to be tough. Now, well, then- if you're already stuck there, yeah. you can read good books. You can uh, connect with other, other good men. Surround yourself with men who are like, you know what? He's a healthy dude. That's a masculine man. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be like a bodybuilder or something like that, but somebody who just has healthy, masculine, solid traits, go make friends with them. Take that dude out to lunch and start cultivating a relationship because I don't think that I think men should only tell about 20% of their emotional stuff to their to their wives. That is just hold on. We gotta have a round of applause for that. <laughs> say that again and say why that's so important. I don't think that men should talk about, but about maybe 20% of their emotional struggles with women. Why? Because men and women empathize differently. Yeah. Women do not have the capacity to empathize with. I don't feel like I'm a success at work. I don't feel like I'm respected. They don't, that's just not their language. It also weakens the man's frame as the provider. Yeah, exactly. But, but on the same, on the flip side, men don't have the ability to empathize with their wife not feeling like a competent mother or a, a, a great PTA, whatever. They don't, they don't have that ability. To so the do you think that women woman, should also go to uh, their yes, women? Too? Yes. Yeah. I don't think they need to go as much, as much. Yeah. But they need healthy girlfriends for sure. They need healthy girlfriends. They can talk about their own feelings about you should never go to your buddies or your girlfriends to complain about your spouse. You should always go to them to to talk about how you can improve in the situation that you're dealt. Yeah. Because when you start talking about the spouse, then everybody else will know bad stuff about your spouse. And that's never a good thing. Right. I, I have to go back to it. Cause we were kind of talking about red flags earlier, red flag, agree or disagree. When a woman doesn't have healthy female friends, she either doesn't have many friends or she's got a lot of guy friends. Is that a red flag? Red flag. Yeah. Right. Red flag. Yeah. Because <clears throat> A woman, look. Oh, or hey, check this out. My best friend is a straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> or we live together. <laughs> I've seen that before. It's insane. So I'm definitely making some broad stroke statements here. And I'm. Oh, let's I'm, go, I'm man. Come on. Up to we got. Um, we're going to want to like. Oh, we're going to have uh, Joe Rogan, Fauci, um, <laughs> Biden's outside. President Biden's going to be outside. No, I'm talking about women. Yeah. So uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Made me forget my point. Uh, <laughs> women, um, I don't um, know. Shoot, made me forget my point. Well, we were just basically talking about red flags with women not having female friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, little girls, little kids in general. Look at me, daddy. Look at me, mommy. Look at me, daddy. Look at me, mommy. But then they get that that age where boys actually will withdraw from getting attention from their parents, but girls never do. A a man's a father's job is to Give his little girl all the attention that she needs all the way up until she can give him away to a guy. Until she's 18 or gets married. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Until she it gives her away to some other guy who's right. going to give her good attention. Right. Well, we've got a whole generation of people who have not done that. So uh, girls are in need. It's just a biological need they have for attention. They're getting it from social media. They're getting it from all these other places. You know, social media is like porn for women. Yeah, the attention that they get, yeah, validation is to, is to get that dopamine hit. The same thing that men watch porn for is the dopamine hit. It's not necessarily about the porn; it's about the the the, the dissatisfaction with life. So they're seeking pleasure, yeah, thinking that it's going to bring happiness. But, yeah. but study after study shows that all that does is make you more miserable. So back to your question: If a girl's got a lot of dude friends, she's she's looking for attention. She needs attention, and mo- I would say. N- probably 19 out of 20 of those guys would totally want to hit it Hook if they could get a chance. Yeah, you got yeah. the one guy who's like, no, I'm just genuinely her friend. Yeah. But that's the rarity. That's the non-norm. And most everybody still thinks he's, no, he's just there to see if he can hit it. And by the way, I've seen situations play out, not where I'm kind of involved at all, 
but where that one guy and that girl over time then wind up hooking up, you know? So it's like, it does happen. Yeah. yeah. That even happens. So no, you can't, your men should have a lot of dude friends and maybe one or two girl acquaintances that they talk to every now and again, but yeah. not, they're not going hanging out, you know, and, one -on -one. and doing boyfriend, girlfriend kind no. of stuff, even though they're not. Yeah. And women shouldn't be having a ton of dude friends. If they're not, you got to ask why. Cause you need to have women that you can emote and share with. Yeah. A lot of those otherwise, like a lot of women who don't have a lot of friends are codependent yes. in relationships. And they're probably hanging out with a bunch of feminized guys. Correct. A lot of very non or even non dating those types of guys. Yeah. yeah. Which only creates more havoc in their head right. or lack of peace. And they're just on this cycle. Yeah. I see it over and over and over again. It's, it's really quite sad because it all starts with, having a healthy father in the home. Now I understand not everybody has that luxury, but you have a, but you, now you have the ability to, to cognitively realize as an adult, I can fix this. There's books, there's therapy, there's coaching, there's friends. I can start doing something to create the healthy boundaries, the healthy inner self that I need so that you become a congruent person. Because yeah. right now, most people are living incongruent. Something inside their spirit, inside their flesh, their mind knows this isn't quite right, but they don't know how to find it. Yeah. So they're trying to fill it up with all this other stuff, and it's only making it worse. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so there was a study I saw once. I don't remember exactly where it was done, but um, and I tell this to a lot of my clients who are kind of looking for more of that masculine energy. Even when I'm business coaching, like that healthy masculine energy is really helpful in sales, in managing clients and relationships. And I've told guys like, go sort of hang out with other men, masculine men, um, because studies actually show your testosterone levels rise when you surround yourself with other masculine men. And same thing with women, when a woman or a man, when anyone goes and hangs out with a lot of feminine women, their estrogen levels rise. Yep. And I've coached people and I've seen people and I've witnessed like men who they have all these like female friends and then they start to dress like women without realizing it skinnier jeans, yep. skinnier shirts. You know, they start messing with their hair more, dyeing their hair, all this type of stuff. And I've even seen it to the point, And it's crazy because I think it was so subconscious that this woman didn't even realize married woman wearing a male wedding band, you know, like, does she even know what she's doing? Well, and studies also show like men need to have male friends even after they're married because married men who their testosterone actually does drop because they're around their, their, their wife all the life time. more. Yeah. And so you need to have, and look, not every male out there is going to be like, I want to go play basketball. I want to play flag football. Yeah. I want to do volleyball, go play pool. Yeah. Go, you know, go have coffee with your buds, Yeah. you know, or a beer or whatever, go do something. It doesn't have to be, you know, what the world says is the ideal. Like you got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when we first hung out? Remember what I asked you for? No, I don't. I said, uh, hey, man, because, uh, you know, we kind of hung out in more of like a coaching setting. And I was telling my other healthy masculine friend, Anthony, about you. And Anthony was like, this guy sounds awesome. Sounds like a guy you should get a beer with. Oh, you yeah. know, because, <laughs> because it's like, and that's great advice from one masculine guy telling me, oh, this other guy is good for you. So I called you and I go, um, Hey dude, you let's uh, let's get a coffee or a beer sometime. Yeah, it's funny because I don't drink either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we just kind of met up. Yeah. It didn't matter. It was good. We just met up and talked. Yeah, you know, we hung, hung out. Hung out. We had like a burger or something. Like yeah, that. and then we went to a Connect Group with yeah. some other friends. Again, just kind of building it out. Yeah, it doesn't have to look like you know because look, not every dude is a sports fan. Not everybody is, and you don't have to be. You don't have to be. You yeah. can find other guys. You know, you might want to go to a rock climbing. And, the, and that goes back to the dating thing. If you're having a hard time meeting people in person, the swiping is kind of lame. Yeah. Um, if you're having a hard time meeting people, start doing stuff that you like to do, and you'll see other like-minded people there. That's it. Yeah. If you are big into rock climbing, trust me, there's going to be some little cutie there that is going to be like, wow, she's hot. Or he's, she's going to look at you and go, ooh, I want to go get to know that guy. Maybe I can hold his line while he's going up, you know, get, There'll be a way that you can meet people if you start doing activities you like to do. Yeah, that's really good. All right, dude. So we're kind of coming into the last sort of five minutes here. Um, we haven't really talked about, I mean, we did cover marriage a bit sort of in that arena. 
Um, I feel like the red flags, though, I kind of want to go into a couple more of those because that's, I think, really helpful for people out there who are sort of looking. Um, we talked about like same sex, healthy friendships. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's talk about green. What are some like green flags that you really want to look for? In a woman or in a man? Let's do kind of a few free. Okay, well, they, you, wanna, you want to meet somebody that is, has healthy connection with their parents. Yeah. Somebody who's not like constantly talking to their parent and, and emotionally vomiting on them every day. Yeah. But you want to have somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I love my mom. I love my dad. You know, they get along great. Granted, if their parents are still alive. But if they speak well of their relatives, that kind of stuff, that's a good flag. Yeah. If they're speaking well of their friends, you know, what you don't, I mean, look, if you don't really have to look for green flags as much as you just need to be aware that uh, red flags look like, you know, wow, they're negative a lot. Wow, they always seem to have some kind of, uh, yeah, kind of attitude about Energy stuff. is really important. Yeah. Positive versus exactly. negative mindset. Yeah. I mean, we all have bad days. You know, the most positive people in the world still have days where they're just off. You know, I've woken up on days, you know, I, I'm constantly saying I'm better than excellent, you know, but I've woke up on some days where I'm like, dude, I'm just in a funk today. I can feel it. Uh, yeah. You know, I need to be careful how I talk to people today because I'm just feeling off. Yeah. And I don't know if it was something I ate the day before or what. It just happens. So if you're just if you're healthily self-aware, you're going to just pick up red flags because hey, that just that kind of violates who I am as a person. Oh, what's up with that? You know, um, so red flags are way too needy. I always tell men, look, <laughs> men tend to be like love at first sight more than women are. They, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so hot, and then they want to just like make her their girlfriend right away. No, you need to wait at least three, four weeks minimum before you even start thinking about, okay, do I want you know, does this person fit in my life? Does she actually, because we look at the outside and we think, oh my gosh, it's heaven. But, you know, there was a funny old po- poster going on years ago. No matter how hot she is, some other dude's sick of her stuff. You know, you got, you want to make sure that, that she fits. And women, you want to make sure that he fits as well. Yeah. You know, into like your personalities matches and you like to do the same stuff. And how do you handle stuff going wrong? Yeah. You know, change plans. I, you know, it's dude. That's good. If you, like a good thing to see is like if you kind of are running late, like one time, not every time, but like yeah. if you were running a little late, or if like a server dropped something, like seeing how they. Can I just say one thing? It's um one of our friends. Uh, he when he was dating his now wife, she was dog sitting, mm-hmm. um, and both dogs were taken by coyotes. One was mauled right there, and the other was taken on her watch. Yeah, really bad. Um, and so she called my friend and was like, yo, this is like really bad. Can you kind of come over? And he did. And he saw kind of how she handled that all emotionally in real time and was like, she's, she's good. This is solid. You know, I like to tell, so a couple things real quick. Dating is a game that you need to play forever. Women like the emotional, the fun. They like yeah. the roller coaster of stuff, which is great. If you're going to get mad at female nature, you have a lot of problems. If you understand that's just the female nature that they can't help, and you look at it as like, okay, this is like a fun game. I can be, I can have an amusement park for the rest of my life, and it's a game that women want you to win. Yeah, they're not they're not testing you because they don't like you. They're they're testing you because you're not playing the game enough for them to feel. Oh, okay. So if you just remember, oh, this is a game that they want me to win, and if I look at it as like this is something fun, then I then I win. So one of the tests that I encourage men to do around the fifth or sixth week is make plans for a date, and then change. But you know, so you're making two you're making two plans in your head. You tell them that you're going to do this one, but then on the way over, you know you're really going to do this one. You show up and you say, hey, you know what? I changed my mind on the way over here. I want to go do this instead. I know that sounds kind of like a jerk move, but that's a really good way to see how a woman is going to react to life because life is what happens in between your plans. Yeah, that's good. So you have to be able to go with the flow. You know, you want some, someone who is not going to be like, oh my gosh, I just totally wasted all my time. Oh, okay, let's do it. They follow your lead. They see that you're, you're capable. And now if you're not capable, then you're, you're not going to have a good reaction by them because they're going to know that you're kind of a wishy-washy dude anyway. Right. So again, it all goes back to the base platform. You need to work on yourself. You need to be confident in who you are and okay with who you are. 
And if yeah. you're like, you know what, I need work on this, work on it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't date during that time, but you just you kind of keep working on that part while you're doing it. That's good, man. Dude. Nobody's perfect. There is so much value that you can provide on these areas. I just think it's incredible. Um, your sort of skill set and your knowledge around these topics. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm we're definitely gonna do a part two. It's just a matter of can we get it even all in that next episode? <laughs> Part 22. Um, yeah. And I just want to say to the audience guys, you know, anything on sort of dating uh, relationships, just send in some questions to us. Um, I'll, I'll think if we have any kind of from this for this episode, but I didn't really announce it yet. I like to pre-announce these things. So um, Brendan at brendanhburns.com, just send us any questions for Kirk for part two, because this is so good. Um, kind of as we're closing out here, just like what would, if you had to kind of be able to speak to like the masculine men and the feminine women out there, like people who are kind of trying to live in that energy, that was their authentic energies. What's kind of one sort of wrap up sentence you would give each of them? Really asking a lot of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even paying for this. Let's go. Wrap up sentence. Men, you've just got to not be ashamed of who you are as a man. Now, that doesn't give license to be a creep or be a jerk. You, you, you need to have manners. You need to be kind, but it's okay for you to like what you like. Don't let yourself feel shamed that you like women who have red hair or that you want a woman that is feminine, that you're not attracted to women who are a little bit take chargey for you. That woman is going to, that take chargey girl is going to marry a guy who's totally happy to let her take charge. So, be authentic in who you are. Stop, stop being a guy. The world is full of guys. You can see all kinds of a kind of examples of guys all over the place. The red pill community, all that stuff's just a bunch of angry guys. There's some good information, but there's always poison with it too. So don't be a guy, be a man. Man takes responsibility for himself. He doesn't. So I, I raised my sons. I have twin boys and I raised them under this acronym. These I, I made them memorize this acronym, R-A-L-E, RAIL. Reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, and expect a greater reward. So if you reject passivity, I am not going to be passive, and I'm going to text her the breakup. I'm going to call. I'm going to accept responsibility. You know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry, but I can't see you anymore. You accept responsibility. You know what? I blew it, but I'll make it up to you. You lead courageously. You decide, you know what? I'm going to pick a date for us to go on. I want you to put on that cute little black dress and some cute heels, and I'm going to take you out to a nice place, and I'll pick and, you up at and 7 bring a, bring a towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke we'll tell on the next episode. Bring that towel, baby. And <laughs> it's, not, it's not naughty, I promise. It's not naughty. <laughs> and expect a greater reward. You're going to be rewarded for doing those first three things because the world rewards manly men. Yes. And women, it's sort of the same thing, you, but just do it on, from a feminine point. Let him lead. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to share your opinion, but don't do it in a, in a disrespectful way. Right. Do it in a way where you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not sure how I feel about that. Can we talk about this? Any man who is a man is going to be like, oh, sure, let's talk about it. But if you're like, I ain't doing that, yeah, yeah, you're only going to you know, raise up his reaction to want to sound unloving to you, which gets people on that crazy cycle that uh, the book Love and Respect talks about. Yeah, the crazy cycle, right. So let the man lead, but women, put yourself in front of him so that he can ask you. If he doesn't know that you're interested, it's so – the men grow up in a world where they're constantly rejected from a, – a, a young age we make fun of each other oh, dude look at that forehead you got yada yada that's that's kind of in a form of affection that men have and so we don't like rejection just as much as women do but women are not as used to it as men so you that's why women uh words of affirmation is such a high love language for them yeah. more than men i think and um you gotta be really as a man with masculine man with feminine woman you gotta be really careful yeah i find that men are very much words well, that may be true. Yeah. I think they're more physical touch. Very much. And then two is words. Whereas they're cut off from that as little boys far earlier than girls. Yeah, for sure. So like I was on a road trip with this girl one time. Uh, we were friends. I, I wouldn't kind of do that, obviously, now. But um, we were driving in. I was like, I just told her, like, yo, give me your, give me your phone. You know, I want to I like do something. And she started crying. 
And, and she was like, you can't talk to me that way. And I was like, well, I talked to Anthony like that. And she's like, I'm not Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman with much more sensitivity on my feelings and whatever. I want to talk about this next time too. Yes. Yeah. Women feel things 13 times more than men. That's why when, that's why when you get in a fight, women get historical. They start bringing up stuff way back when yes. that you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a strong emotion attached to that, that they never got to emote. Yeah. Whereas men, we just put that in the let's just forget about it box. What men, masculine men are much easier about sort of like letting emotions kind of roll off of them easier. But as a man, you need to be able to empathize and see that your woman needs more help or compassion with that. You know, the, the proof of as a man, think of one of your favorite memories. There's a great deal of emotion attached to that memory. Yeah. Whereas, but we have less of them. Because when we're out running from a bear that's trying to kill us because we just shot a deer and we're trying to take it back to our family, we're not sitting there thinking, I wonder why this bear's chasing after us. We don't have time for our a mental capacity to be taken up with that kind of, yeah. kind of time. Yeah. Women are designed to think about that kind of stuff. How do my children feel? How does this feel? So that they can nurture. Yeah. And so man, we've gone. We've I know. We're already over. <laughs> Dude, come on. This is so good, man. I feel like we're, people need this. I hear this. Yeah. You know, and, and I just want to say one thing, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of kind of people out there who might get offended by this topic. And like, I would really um, encourage you as the person listening to this who got offended to really kind of go back and listen to this uh, again, because the people who get most offended by this stuff typically are the ones who need to hear the most. Because I remember when I first kind of heard all this stuff, I wasn't offended. I was just like, no, this is all like kind of fake and not real. Like, there's no such thing as masculine energy. That's like whatever. But it, it, it's real, man. It's well, cha it, it changed my life. It, it offends because it usually contradicts what you've been taught. And our culture right. for the last 40 years has taught us right. the very opposite of There's what no our nature is. There's no difference between men and women. There's oh. no difference between masculine and feminine. Yeah. Just the simplest the simplest yeah. difference between men and women is the difference between the rods and the cones in our eyes. Men have, I think we have more rods, which means we see better at night. And then women, that's why men, that's why most women I know don't like to drive at night because they don't see that well. That's yeah. why when I'm driving down the road, I'm like, you see, you see the rabbit, you see this. And every woman I've been with, like, no. Yeah. So we're so, so, so much different. Yeah, no, I agree. Dude, um, Kirk Wagner, thank you so much for coming on the show. We love pleasure. you, bro. And we're excited to do part two. I'll do tw part 22. Tomorrow. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.